as you study the world around you, one of the things that catches you by surprise is how many things there are in the world that are totally unique. Not another thing like them. There are no two snowflakes that are alike. Now, I don't know who studied all the snowflakes in the world that have ever fallen and said, hey, none of these two are alike. But that's what we're told. Now, it seems to me as many snowflakes as God has created, he would finally wear out, get frustrated, and put together some kind of template. Okay, that on snow, you can have these 10 types of snow, and you can kind of create your own snow from these 10 templates, but that's not what he does. The process he put in place creates totally unique snowflakes depending on moisture in the air, the wind, the variances of the temperature on the way down as the snowflake falls. All of this goes into the creating of that unique snowflake. There's no fingerprints that are alike. Everybody has a totally unique fingerprint. That's how we catch so many criminals as they leave their fingerprints at the scene of the crime. Did you know ear prints are totally unique? Did you know that? Your ear is unlike anybody else's ear. Now I got snowflake, I got snowflakes, I got fingerprints. There's a lot you can do with all of these swirls on it. But what can you do with an ear? How are you creative with this thing stuck on the side of our heads? It, but if we take a print of your ear, it's not like any other ear ever created in the world. God doesn't seem to like to repeat himself. So it shouldn't take us by surprise then that his son is also totally unique. Let's stand as we read John 3.16 together. We are focusing on this verse for these first couple of weeks of 2023. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now, leave the verse up on the screen. I want you to read it with me, okay? For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You need to memorize this verse because, yes, there is a test. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it, believe it, and live. Let's pray together. Well, Jesus, a long time ago, a man named Nicodemus came and asked you questions. And the reason we love Nicodemus is he asked you questions that we want to ask you. So we pray now, Lord Jesus, that the answers you gave to him will be now the answers you give to us. And we pray this in your name. 
Amen. Everybody knew Jesus. Everybody knew about this prophet from the north, this prophet from Galilee. Everybody was hearing stories about him. In fact, Mark tells us very early in his gospels that Jesus could no longer go into the towns and cities. There wasn't capacity to hold all the crowds that would follow him. So Jesus had to stay in the countryside so that people could gather around him while he taught. Uh, we're told that people would find out where Jesus was going or where he was, and they would bring sick family members to him. Maybe they would get close enough to maybe touch the hem of his garment or Jesus would see them and heal them. And these stories were everywhere. And people in leadership, especially religious leadership, were trying to figure out who Jesus was. Was he a prophet? Was he a teacher? Was who was he? And Nicodemus was one of those leaders. He was a Pharisee, a man committed to understanding and teaching the law of God. The Pharisees had come out of the Babylonian exile. They were the teachers of the law. They helped regular people interpret the law on how they are to live it in everyday life. Nicodemus wanted to know what it was that Jesus had what it was that was different about Jesus. And John, the poet of the, of the gospel writers, tells us a clue. And he says that Nicodemus came in from the night. Some say that Nicodemus was afraid of the other Pharisees, that he was afraid that he would be seen as a traitor or a friend of Jesus and his, his friends would turn on him. Well... You read the conversation and what you see is that Nicodemus wanted Jesus' full attention. He wanted to be uh, able to have the conversation. He wanted, to be asked, he wanted to ask Jesus questions. Jesus gave him the answer. Then he wanted to respond to that answer so he could, he could understand what was going on. And so he begins. Rabbi, we know you are sent from God because no one could do what you do unless they came from God. Jesus doesn't let him finish. Nicodemus, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus responds the same way you and I would. What? What do you mean we have to be born again? How can we be, be, be born again? What you're saying is impossible. I can't get back inside my mom and be born again. That makes no sense. What do you mean I have to be born again? Have you ever sat down and tried to solve the problem that God had to solve in salvation. Have you ever sat down with just a pen and a legal pad and wrote through the process of how you would have solved the problem that God was addressing? Problem goes all the way back to the start of everything in Genesis. When Adam and Eve don't trust the process of God and try to short circuit the process and they cross the line. 
they can't cross, they cross a line, they can't cross back over. And the fellowship and the relationship with God is broken. The trust is gone. Adam and Eve don't trust God. And God no longer trusts Adam and Eve. We're told in the stories that animals were killed to make clothes for Adam and Eve. It's the first sacrifice we're told. The first blood that was shed because of sin. Now, I, I know in our world you get feedback that says, this is gross. The Bible is full of blood. The Bible is full of gore. Who would kill animals for a sacrifice? Who, who, would, all, who would say that blood has to cover sin and all of that? It is gross and, and tacky. The world will tell you that sin doesn't matter. It will tell you that sin doesn't hurt, that it doesn't cost anything, and they're lying to you. The wage of sin is death, the New Testament tells us, and you know this to be true, don't you? Some of you have crossed lines in relationships, and you can't cross back over that line. That relationship is broken. And no amount of apology, no amount of saying I'm sorry, no amount of buying expensive gifts is going to make that better. Sin destroys. Sin kills. Now, God is holy, totally set apart. And we're told that he is so holy that he rages against evil. No, it's just that evil can't stay where God is. Okay, you walk into a dark room, you turn on the light. Where's the dark go? Okay, simple truth. Dark can't stay in the room full of light. Evil can't stay where the holy God is. Now, that sin means that we can't stay where the holy God is. So what does God do? He can't just let us off the hook because he's a holy God and a just God. He can't compromise on that or he's no longer God. But he loves us. Now, I know we, 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 we throw that word around a lot about loving and loving this and loving that, but God loves us in such a way that he will not let our sin have the last word in our life. But what does he do? 
If he demands death from you and me, if he demands punish, uh, that we pay for our punishment, that's just justice, and we can't survive that. So what does he do? He pays for it himself. The only one who can satisfy the debt owed to God is God himself. So he joins our race, he joins the human race and becomes human. God and Jesus, fully human, fully God. A human dies. It's not an angel that dies for us. It is a human. It is not just a human. It is God in Christ who dies for us. Have you ever eaten out and somebody pay your bill and you not know it? Huh? Have you ever been in a restaurant and you're waiting to be for the bill and the server comes and says, is there anything else I can get for you? No, we're good, thank you. We're just waiting on our ticket. Oh, there was a couple in here earlier who saw you and they paid your bill. What? What, what about the tip? Well, I'm good. They've covered everything. Your bill is paid. And your first thought, I should have gotten steak. I should have, <laughs> Right? But there's this weird moment, right, of getting up out of, your, uh, out of the booth, out, up from your table, and walking out and not paying. Because you don't know anything. Bills pay. Now, There's a moment for all of us. When you understand what you've done. When you understand who you are and the lines you've crossed and the things you can't fix. And you say to yourself, I will never be able to make this better. In that moment, Jesus will tell you, your bill's paid. Your bill's paid. You don't owe anything. Your bill's paid. You know, that would be great news as far as it went. To not owe anything. To be able to leave here not owing anybody anything. But... God wasn't satisfied with that being the end of the story. He wants the relationship to be restored. He wants us back with him. He wants you back with him. And so he raises Jesus from the dead. Human who paid our price, fully man, fully God, died on the cross, and now is raised from the dead so our future is with him. It is death that taunts us, right? 
It is death that tells you your life doesn't mean anything. Does it matter if you're a bum or a king? You go in the same six-foot hole. Jesus says, not so fast. You have the chance to be with me. And what I dreamed in Genesis will come true when I close Revelation. Now, you have to believe. Now, I know we butcher that word, a wish, hope, <sighs> believe. But, but that word it means literally to put your weight down. Uh, the missionaries from Asia tell the story of a young man, a new Christian, who had came to his first worship service, and they were passing the plate. And he asked his friend what this man and said, well, this is where we give back to Jesus. And when the plate came to the young man, he put it on the floor and stood in it. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to put my weight down here. I'm going to put my weight down on the teachings of Jesus. I'm going to put my weight down saying that Jesus is who he says he is. He can do what he says he can do. He has done what he says he has done, and he will yet do what he says he will yet do. I'm going to put my weight down right there. This is where I'm going to live my life, and you know what? When I die, that's where my feet are going to be. And when I wake up in the resurrection, I'll be standing in the same place. There's no one like you. Now, you can study the other religions. They all deal with this same problem. They just can't fix it. Buddhism? Buddhism says basically your life will be better if you don't care. Now, I know that's the Alabama interpretation of it. <laughs> but you get it. If you just don't care, if you release all of your desires, Islam? Here are the teachings of Muhammad. And if you keep them, if you keep them, you might find salvation. Now, I know that's the Alabama interpretation, but it's still left up to you. No one like Jesus. I know the world says, hey, there's got to be a lot of ways to God. There can't be just one way to God. Well, one, there doesn't have to be any way. Aren't we glad that Jesus gave us a way? Okay. Now, who are you going to trust? Am I going to argue with Jesus? I have never been to where he has come from. And we're going to argue with Jesus about directions. If he has come from heaven, he's the one who knows the way back to heaven. I think I'm going to trust him. Not the word of somebody who's never been there. And you have to believe that. You have to put your weight down. His one and only son is no one like him. Now believe that. Let's pray together.
Perhaps you are here with lots of questions. We understand that. Our ministers will be waiting for you in the Welcome Center to continue this conversation. Perhaps some of you would like to know more about Brentwood Baptist Church. We'll be waiting for you in the Welcome Center. You come. We'd love to continue this conversation. However the Lord has come to you, he's waiting for you where you are. Our church will wait for you as you come. Lord Jesus, every life is now open, every heart. So we trust now the choices we make are exactly what you want. Amen.